Welcome to the Below Average Gentleman Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Wesley, Jeff, and Guerra. March 31st, Below Average Gentleman coming in. I'm your host, Wesley, joined by co-host Jeff. Uh-huh. Weddo is indisposed for today. Sell out. He's AO Adrian's more important. <laughs> Apparently coaching Pee Wee softball or whatever it is. T ball. It's T ball. I don't know. I just know Weddle's not here. It's sad. We have to make it work without him. Yeah. Maybe we'll just do our own top five or something. Top five times Weddle missed. <laughs> <laughs> top the top five times it's like, well, I mean, there's been like fifteen of them. Like. What? <laughs> number number one on the list of top five that Weddle missed was definitely the one where he called in where it sounded like he was in a rainstorm and it's and it's on your fucking docket. <laughs> the one we used when you were gone. To, oh yeah, yeah. Shit was badass. And here's your top five. Weddle's top five. We had to pre record his top five with him. The sound like sound like he's in a wind tunnel. Yeah. He's calling on his fucking Motorola five thousand, whatever he's on. So what'd you uh what'd you think of the Elite Eight there, Jeffy? Elite Eight was exciting. It didn't really go the way I thought it was gonna go. I mean, after Houston kicked the shit out of Arizona, which we all lost money on, I think that I that, won money. That was the last episode. You won money? Yeah. Oh well, Arizona got sixty points. Yeah, on that. Barely. On the that. easiest bet of all time <laughs> that Arizona barely covered. Yeah, so it almost, that game almost went exactly how I said. Arizona comes out flat and scores 59. Well, I mean, we haven't recorded since the Sweet 16, and we were all on Arizona. I mean, they fucking lost. And then Houston, they look awesome against Arizona, and then they go out and get their asses kicked against Villanova in the Elite Eight. So I mean, The, the one that blew me away was the Kansas game. Yeah. So I'd put a – there was a boost on FanDuel for Kansas – it was uh, Kansas has to score 70 points and win. I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, Kansas will win. So at halftime, Kansas is down by six. I only have like 30 points at halftime, maybe. And I was like, oh, man, I'm in trouble here. Well, then flash forward to the end of the game, Kansas wins by like 30, scores 80-something. <laughs> that was unbelievable. I mean, Miami was literally up at six, up six at halftime. And lost by 30-something. You got outscored by, like, 36 points in one half. Yeah, it that was wild. Like, Miami had no answer. The, uh, you know, you could tell pretty early it was over for St. Peter's. Yeah. They were... Hell of a run, though. Yeah, they Hell were... Hell of a fucking run. They were getting dog-walked out of the, out of the court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... The Duke game... Uh, it was all right. Duke. Yeah, and then Duke's gonna win this thing, aren't they? I mean, I I hope not, but the, I mean that it came down to the rat faced weasel. The storybook ending that all of ESPN and all these outlets wanted. It's here. Coach K versus I mean, the Duke North Carolina matchup in the final four is pretty fucking awesome though. Yeah. I mean, I mean that should be rivalry. that game should be incredible. But I mean it's all set up to be this awesome story for Duke and Coach K. Now they can hang that another banner, you know. Coach K's got a hundred tournament, you know, hundred and one tournament wins now. So are you saying there's no way that North Carolina pulls it off? It's it's set up for. Uh, I mean, I just 
I just feel like at this point, like the smart money's just put it on Duke. They're probably gonna win. Yeah, and if I mean this this uh, whole tournament's been wild. If you don't, if you didn't take Kansas or Duke to win at all, I mean, not many people had anybody else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the big schools went down. It's been it's been tough. It's been a tough tournament. I mean, Kansas is gonna they're gonna be a tough game. Yeah, for anybody. But there'll be a tough game for anyone. But man, it, I just feel like the whole thing. This feels like one of these. You're writing your end of your movie, and you know, old Coach K putting in one, one last one effort. Last here. Time. Yeah, it's annoying, honestly. I mean, I'd rather just see Coach K lose. Yeah, this, I mean, he's done it all, anyways. Who cares? Feels like that Super Bowl run with the Ravens when Ray Lewis is going to retire, mm-hmm. making that last push. But they always win it. The Jerome Bettis bullshit. They yeah. always win it. It just, it just is what it is. Wait, whether it's fate, destiny, or it's rigged, they they win. It's it's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean the the games were fun to watch though. They were there were some good games, and uh-huh. so I mean the the tournament's given us the uh, it's given us the great games that we expected. I will be rooting for the dogs though. I I know Villanova lost arguably their best player, but I'm rooting on them. I hope they beat Kansas. I kind of doubt they will, but uh, yeah, I think we're looking at a Kansas Duke championship game. I mean that that's what you would think. But the tournament's been so crazy, anything can happen here. It's two games. So we got uh, Bruce Arians, out of nowhere, retires from football yesterday. Takes a job in the front office. I guess he didn't retire from football. He retired from head coaching. Takes a job in the front office with the Bucks, And in the quickest coaching hire of all time, the Bucks announced Todd Bowles as their head coach. Mm-hmm. Great pick for head coach. Yeah, I mean, he's done it before. He has been under Bruce Arians, like, his whole life. So I'm sure Bruce Arians had a lot to say about that pick. And I am I assume Tom Brady probably did also. This is a familiar story, though. I mean, he they does al- this they all al- the time. They allegedly told Tom Brady the day he said he was coming back or the day after that that was Bruce Arians' plan to retire. Does it surprise you, though, if Bruce Aaron still ends up on the sideline towards the end of the year doing shit? Because he does this all the time. He retired from the Colts. Like, like he was done. I'm retired. Comes out of retirement, goes coach the Cardinals. Cardinals, he retires well, I mean, on them. You can't keep doing it all the time when you're 70-something years old. Yeah, eventually he's going to die. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> like, he's going to come back. I mean, that. I'm sure there's health issues. There's got to be... Another reason why he retired because at the end of the day, when Tom Brady coming back and a chance to win another Super Bowl, you would think he'd be all in on that. I, I mean, I've heard the talk Tom Brady's running him out of town, but I don't, I don't see that. I, I don't, I don't think so. They seem like they always got along, and mm-hmm. I did like what uh, Arian said when they asked him about the Super Bowl win and stuff, and he was like, "Well, I didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> we picked up Tom Brady. He re- he recruited Tom Brady, so." He has his hand, his hand in that. Yeah. And then, um, so Todd Bowles, I think that was, I fully expected Todd Bowles to be a head coach somewhere else this offseason. He well, ends up being the head coach of the Bucks. I've always loved Todd Bowles. You know, since he was with the Cardinals as the D.C., I've always loved Todd Bowles. I mean, he unfortunately, he didn't have a good stand as a head coach with the Jets, but who does? You know what I mean? Not much you can do about it. And then, uh, 
you know, Bruce Arians denied that there was any rift with him and Tom Brady. The uh, then there was there was all those weird rumors this week about Tom Brady was he was trying to facilitate when he retired and he was trying to facilitate a trade to Miami, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I don't know if I buy into any of that. I, just, I mean, it sounded like it was just rumors, but I was all in on it. I was like, oh, let him go to Miami and and somehow win a fucking Super Bowl with those dudes. Like it was crazy enough. He went to the Bucks and won at year one. You imagine he goes right down the road. Yeah, he was trying to pull the Brett Favre. Yeah. You know, get to one team just so you can get to the team that goes and plays your team twice a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he would beat them twice a year. Yeah. Until he retires. Guaranteed. Especially, I mean, I know the Dolphins don't have a loaded defense, but with the pieces they now have on offense, and you still have a guy that can facilitate the ball like Tom Brady, dude, yeah, the Bills would probably still be the favorite, but... I mean, they'd be in the playoffs making a run. Yeah, I mean, it, that'd, be, that'd be a tough one to call the Bills the favorite if you had Brady thrown to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Parker, and Gusecki. Well, and think about when when Tom Brady first got on with the Bucks. Drew Brees was still in the division, and that was his division. He, I think they even opened up as the favorites to win it, the Saints. And then quickly Tom Brady said, no, I don't lose divisions ever. Yeah. Like. Has he ever lost a division? I mean, I remember that one season they were eleven and five, and then I think he missed the playoff. What his second year, and that was it. Maybe. Wow. So his the Brady storied career will continue with Todd Bowles, his third head coach now. What do you? What's your take on this Lamar Jackson contract situation? So, in I do buy into that the Deshaun Watson contract that he got with the Browns makes this a it's going to make it a lot harder to get the right money to Lamar. Yeah, because he's going to think he's worth even more now, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even thinking about you're worth more. I mean, you're talking I mean, the Browns just muddied the water for the Ravens by giving 230 million guaranteed, 229 million potentially guaranteed yeah. to Deshaun Watson, a great quarterback who won four games a couple of years ago. I mean, what like, what do you think his asking is right now? Like top five quarterback pay? It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, if you're, if you are Harbaugh, and you know what you can do with that quarterback, you've you've built everything around him. You could probably convince your management to pay the man and go on with your day. But if but for it, some reason they don't, I don't see another team doing it. But you you're also looking at. You might be able to convince your. You might be able to convince. Is it Newsom still the GM, right? I don't think so. I thought he he got he retired, but but whoever you can convince your GM to re-sign this guy, but your GM's probably also looking at the production you got out of someone like Tyler Huntley. Yeah. In your similar offense, and like, well, do do we really have to pay two hundred fifty million fully guaranteed to? That's the this thing. Guy? Like Lamar's in what, his fourth or fifth year already? And as well as he's done, there's still question marks. I don't I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it you it, can pay this dude for seven years, five years. Doesn't it feel it does feel similar for the Ravens of when Flacco was up for his contract. Yeah. And Flacco bet on himself, went out and won the Super Bowl and got a massive contract from the Ravens. And then sucked. Yeah. But either way, I mean like 
I mean, maybe, maybe Jackson's looking the same way. I mean, I, I honestly don't even have a real excuse for my my hate on Lamar Jackson because my thing has always been he can't throw very well, but he he ends up winning games. He throws okay. I'm, I mean, the biggest thing with him is do I feel comfortable paying this guy for five years when I don't think I think he can be replaced? Or you saw him. Can he hold up? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's had some injury concern now. I mean, I... It's probably going to hurt him that they're trying to negotiate their own deal also. Because they're, they're going to be in there saying, look at my stats, look at my yards, I am I deserve top three pay. But some of these guys that negotiate their own deals have ended up with some of the best deals. Like, didn't Kirk Cousins negotiate his own? Yeah. Fully, you know. Yeah, but I don't know. Now Kirk Cousins is a guy who's been paid $330 million over his career. But it's like what you're saying. It's because they bet on themselves. Like, the agent's going to get you, hey, man, just, like, the security, get paid. Kirk Cousins did it right because he got franchised, and he's like, okay. Next year, they franchised him again, and he's like, okay, that's two years of guaranteed money. And then the third year, he's like, oh, you have to pay me now. Got paid, and every time they try and re-up his shit, he's like, ah, guaranteed money, that's it. I'm going to fuck about anything else. Yeah. And what did they say? They're like, well, we need a quarterback. I, I mean, and, and he he does those small deals, two, three-year deals, and you're, Every time I'm like, there, there ain't no way he's getting upped after this three years. He's done. No, he but, gets three more games. Yeah, but, and then because the problem is you look at the options. Okay, if we don't sign him, let him go somewhere else. I mean, he's a decent enough quarterback that you may not be able to replace him. Yeah. No, he that that is the problem. He's good enough where you can't find these bums off the street to yeah. replace him. He's just, you know, he, you know, he's not one of the top tier dudes, but he's in that next tier where he can make, you know, he's got arm talent. He can make the plays and they just, you know, can't find something to move on. Stuck with him. Give him the money. So Andy Dalton signed with the saints. Yeah. Good the, news for Wes, the red rifle, something like a $3 million deal or something like that. I don't know. But when I saw it, my first thought was it just causes drama. Who, because you could see him potentially starting for that team. They got what? They got Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill. That's stupid. It's so. I mean, I don't understand why you even sign him. I honestly don't because he's not going to make you good enough to to be in the playoffs, in my opinion. I don't think he's a. I mean, at, at this point, you have to look at him like a backup. And, yeah. And if that, I mean. If Andy Dalton's your backup, like I'm okay with that. Right, but he's not that guy. He wants to be there fighting for the Giants. Yeah. And he's very vocal about it. And I, I do think he's he would be a good backup role for a young quarterback if if he gave that guy the reins. Like, yeah, I know you're the guy. I'm just here to mentor you. Like a He'll never go back to Cincinnati, but he'd be a good mentor for Joe Burrow. He'd be a good mentor for um, Herbert. Guys, like, they're they're already good. He's just teaching them how to study better, how to be a better pro. Yeah, like, a, like a John Kitna. Yeah. What's, you know, when... Josh McCown. Yeah, the, some dude that you're not, exp, you know... I think, and that's the problem, like, you want him... You're, you're, you're essentially paying him money and hiring him to come in there and be a good backup mm-hmm. and 
Well, if the guy's coming in there going, well, I want a chance to start. Hey, man, that's not what we're looking for. Well, and it doesn't help when he's playing behind a guy he knows he's better than. Like in Chicago, everyone with eyeballs knew that at least this year, he was way better than than old boy. Yeah, and and he's, I mean, arm talent-wise, he's going to be better than Taysom Hill. Yeah. That, they need to give Taysom Hill the pink slip and tell him you're not you're not a quarterback anymore. Yeah, just break in the news. Hey, you may, you're making a lot of money. We're going to use you in the offense. We'll use you as a wildcat, but you're not the full-time quarterback. We they experimented with it this year. He's obvious he can't do it like that. No, he's He's a good change of pace guy. Right? Yeah, he's a slightly better Tim Tebow. Much better in my opinion, but yes. Well, he doesn't win games though. That's true. Tim Tebow won games. Tim Tebow was a winner. <laughs> In the end, Tim Tebow is a winner. He'll fucking go, he'll go like three for 30, but if that game's close in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden he's going to yeah. seven for seven, He just starts running the ball. <laughs> My favorite Tim Tebow clip was when, when his whole face was bloodied up in Florida. And he's, on, he's on the sidelines screaming. That, that was the best Tim Tebow. So the overtime rules have been changed for the playoffs. Both teams in the playoffs will get a possession. Say that one more time. So the overtime rules have changed. The NFL changed the rules for overtime. Okay. The both teams in the playoffs will get a possession. Oh, that's news to me. Cool. So so if I get the ball first and I my team scores a touchdown, no matter what happens, if I miss extra point, if I go for two, the other team will get the ball again no matter what. Yep. And if they score a touchdown and tie it, then what? Do we go to sudden death again? Yeah, I guess it's sudden death after that. So see, we're in the same spot. See, I don't. Like, what I don't like about it is if you were going to go this route, they need to go to the college route, yeah. start the ball, and I don't want them to start at the 25. I was thinking the 40. start at the 40 or 45 because if you go four and out or three and out, it's not an easy field goal. Mm. You know. Wow, so that's interesting because to me, yes, it does – it does change. It does give both guys a shot to get the ball. But at the end of the day, you know, like the, the Chiefs and Bills thing, Josh Allen would have went down and scored a touchdown. If he got the ball, he would have went down and scored a touchdown. Unless they decided to go for two, which could be a likely scenario. That'd be incredible. Unless they decide to do that, the game's tied. The Chiefs get the ball back. They score a, a field goal and game's over. Like, we're in the same exact scenario. Well, and the thing I don't, the thing, I don't think there's any perfect way to fix overtime because it's no matter how you fix it, say the first team gets up there in, in normal overtime, if the first team gets up there, they go three, you know, they get zero yards on their first three runs and they punt. Well, if they go down and score, the other team's going for it on fourth down every play no matter what. They're not playing, you know, Standard yeah. football at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, you can go down and kick a field goal. Well, if the other, when the other team gets the ball back, if they're not in field goal range, they're going to run it on fourth down no matter. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it changes the way you play ball. So, I mean, to me, I don't think it, at, but that, at the rule itself. But that's where I think, like, if they started at the 40 or 45, you know, you go, you don't get any yards on your first three downs. Well, you're either forced, you're trying, a hellacious field goal 
or you're punting, you know? I got a I got a better idea what we should do with overtime. Keep it the way it was. You know, same thing. If you if you kick a field goal, you the first possession you kick a field goal, the other team gets a chance. Same same exact shit. If you score a touchdown, game's over. But to start overtime, to decide who gets the ball first, there's no coin flip. You take your head coaches, bring them out. Oklahoma drill the head coaches. <laughs> Winner of the Oklahoma drill gets the ball first, and then that's and then we do overtime. <laughs> That'd be fucking great, dude. Dan Campbell winning every overtime. Imagine Dan Campbell going against like fucking Brable. <laughs> or like Dan Campbell going against some fucking old fuck like Bruce Arians, dude, just killing him. <laughs> Dan Campbell lined up against Sean McVay. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, dude. We could come up with all kinds of cool matchups for that shit. Andy Reid versus uh, Bill Belichick or something. <laughs> Great. See how bad how bad do these coaches really want to win the game? Get them out there, Oklahoma drill. Yeah, I mean, I don't like. I've never seen anyone pitch something that's like a. Okay, what? There, there is no fix for overtime. No, but they don't try to come up with something creative Cause, either. Because you can say like. Oh, like if they go, you know, if they score, the other team gets it. Well, the other team's going to go for it on fourth down every time. Well, if a team's down in a two-minute drill at the end of the game, they're going for it on fourth down every time. Yeah. It's not like the game just, you know, well, we, you know, we missed it on the first three tries. Let's just punt. I mean, to me, dude, I think the college overtime is the most exciting. This, to me, my favorite one. And, yes, it could be better in certain scenarios, but – how exciting is a college overtime? No, the college overtime I think is great with the, you know, both teams try to score and if they both score, then then you then you're forced into a two point conversion, and it is that one or two times with two point conversions, and then after that it's just two point conversions mm-hmm. back. You know, all right, you, everyone, you pick your best play, get out there and run it. You pick your best play, yeah. get out there and run it. And that's the well, well the the funnest part is like they score a touchdown, they're forced to go for two. They get it, and they're like, oh, this team's fucked. Then they score, and they have to go for two, and then they get it, and just this place is going nuts. Because there, there was one this year that went to, like... Was that Pitt one? Yeah. How many overtimes did that go? Oh, no, no. It was that Penn State one. That went to, like, six or yeah, there, something ridiculous. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Like I remember watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is TV right here. The reason I remember the Pitt one was because we had them to win by, like, a certain yeah, amount of I spread. I don't remember what it was, like six points. And the only way it could happen is if it went to overtime. And it somehow went to overtime. And then they scored and stopped and, the other and team. And we needed Pitt to get the ball first. Yeah. <laughs> Score a touchdown and then hold the other team. Yeah, because if they wouldn't have got the ball for first, they you know yeah, it just didn't they work just, out. You know, just if they had stopped out. the other team, they would have just kicked a field yeah. goal and Yeah, that was nuts. Like we're we're literally betting on Pitt to win by six. They're what were they up by three? And we're like rooting on now, we're rooting on the other team to kick a field goal so it goes to overtime. <laughs> then it goes to overtime. I'm like, oh, please win the coin toss. They win the or, or they get the ball first or whatever, whatever the case we needed. And that, that was one of coach's locks, right? Yeah, they, yeah. and somehow well, it fucking worked no, out. No, it wasn't. It was, I don't think it was coach's. That was Big Cat's lock of the century. Oh, right? it was, yeah. yeah. But his lock of the century, lock of the century. Hit. And we were like, hey, let's let's do it. It's you know, <laughs> lock of the century here. <laughs> That was that was great, and it was like a rainy game too, right? It was wild. Yeah, it was, that was a fun one to watch, dude. Because yeah. we all had big money on it. Everyone's on the edge of their seat, like. And then 
the fact that we won it, we're all freaking the fuck out. Remember that? <laughs> it was awesome. Great. The uh, NBA's winding down to the playoffs. Finally. I think the Lakers are still on the outs looking in. They, they, were, they can't even be close to looking in at this point. Did we talk about it last week when they were up by a mm-hmm. million and lost the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched them play. Um, they have no defense. The other day, they're, they're pathetic. They were playing the Mavs, and the Mavs put up like 47 points in the first quarter. First and, quarter. And what it blows my mind, because stat-wise, LeBron's having one of the best years of his career. I think two times this year, I remember he's put up 50. Mm-hmm. And dude, at his age, is still balling out. But I mean, apparently, it ain't enough to cut you know carry this team. I mean, he doesn't go back on defense and, and play either. I mean, he's letting them score. But I don't know. I, I'm glad to see him finally not in the playoffs because you got to give it to him. He's always there. He's always there, sneak around the championship game. But yeah, the Lakers are horrible. I'm I'm glad we don't have to watch them in the playoffs. They're like 13 point dogs every night at this point. Like tonight, they're fourteen point dogs against whoever they play. They're playing like Utah. Yeah, they're fourteen point dogs. <laughs> like, like, name a couple Utah players real quick. Can't. I can't name any players in the NBA, <laughs> dude. Like, like Sky Pippen still play? <laughs> I know Steph Curry and LeBron. Yep. Got the uh, MLB gearing up for opening day. Yeah, how's uh, ready for the naps? There's a lot of all the spring spring training stuffs in Phoenix, right? Yeah. A lot of it. So there's a lot of guys getting to go watch their favorite teams. And yeah, Weddle got the – he hit up some spring training the other day. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Weddle, last week, right? You, you guys celebrate? A couple, couple days, days ago, ago, yeah. Went out to La Fiesta. That's where Weddle wanted to go for his birthday. Weird, he wanted tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. It's good. They got good food there. The, uh, yeah, baseball, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, did we talk about Albert Pujols' big contract last no. week? No, we didn't. Yeah, this Albert Pujols signed with the Cardinals again, right? Yeah. Big, big news. Big deal. <laughs> Real big deal. I don't know. I mean, I know they start juicing baseballs again, so I'm hoping that when we get to watch, we're getting, we're watching them hit bombs and they're, they're already talking these these over unders on these baseball games are going to be insane. It's going to be like, it's like like these hockey hockey used to be one o two o, every over under seven seven goals. What's baseball going to be like? Eight or nine, eight or nine fucking runs a game is going to be the over under, and you're like, man, it ain't going over nine runs. No, it does all the time. Yeah, I mean, and especially if we you know we're bringing back juiced baseballs, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to start. Oh, they're back. Old. Otani's going to be hitting some dingers. If they even let him hit, how does that shit work? Well, he's uh they have that universal DH rule now. So he can be So a, he can choose they can choose to put him in? Yeah, he can be okay. a Well, that I think that was the problem like it it's essentially the Otani rule cuz when he was a pitcher and they were playing in the uh the I don't know, what are the two oh, stupid ass divisions like their AFC and, yeah. yeah, they are. Cuz the American National the National League, like, if you're playing a National League game, it used to be, like, is that right? American League had DHs, and the National League, the pitchers hit. So he was in the American League. 
I think. Angels in the American <laughs> League, right? We don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> just, we're, just get on with the story. No, we're filtering through it. So, Tani, being in the American League with the She's D. making shit up. Yeah, with the DHs, he wasn't allowed to hit if he was pitching. Well, now he can. Okay. See, it's, it's the Shohei Otani rule. Now, that dude's a bad motherfucker. I know. I do know that about baseball. Yeah. That guy strikes people out and know then what, hits bombs. Yeah, like we didn't even know what the division. I was about to call it the <laughs> AFC. Because <laughs> you, uh, uh, no, I, I I totally understand. Like I'm, I'm not a big baseball guy, so like I'll I'll watch it once in a while and laugh about it, and we'll we'll make jokes about sleeping and stuff. But it would be the equivalent of someone coming on the podcast and talking about you know the the AFL and and the AFC versus the, and they're like yeah the the Cardinals in the AFC I can't believe North and I can't believe Weddle's missing this when he's missing the episode before the national championship mm-hmm. you know opening days about to happen in baseball and WrestleMania Oh yeah WrestleMania. Got WrestleMania this weekend is it this weekend Yeah you know you got Pat McAfee wrestling uh Logan Paul Johnny Knoxville is going to wrestle. Hey, they're struggling. Stone Cold's going to be there. Vince McMahon needs to sell while he can. <laughs> he he needs to either, so Vince McMahon needs to either, one, die, like he looks pretty bad, or what he can do is sell, or three, go back to where there's blood and there's cool shit going on. You're throwing people The attitude through, era. Yeah, you're throwing people on fucking fire and tax and throwing them off cages Everything's PG now for the kids, and like, I mean, of course he's making a ton of money, but they're struggling. It really looks like that that company's struggling. I mean, I don't know how much they're struggling if they can sell out the AT and T. Well, I mean, two nights. I mean, based off like you're talking ratings, and you have different shows coming in that are actually doing exciting stuff, and people that watch wrestling are are saying, "Hey, man, like this other show is crazy." They do cool shit, acrobatic stuff. I mean, if these guys are pulling Logan Paul, Johnny Knoxville, and and sixty year old Stone Cold Steve Austin, they're struggling. Because like you got to think the the night Stone Cold's there, that's an automatic sellout in Texas. Yeah, because everyone and he's not even going to wrestle. He's going to go out there and give a couple stunners, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, cash it in. But the big thing is. If you have to bring back all these guys from the nineties to to sell tickets, that's that's a problem. Like he doesn't have a his own superstar. No, I mean, but that's what that happened for years with them WCW stuff. Well, they're, I mean, even even these past few years, they kept bringing back Goldberg. Yeah, dude, get in there and, I mean, still looks good, but I mean, dude ain't putting on any kind of match. No, and he never could. No. Like if you know anything about wrestling, Goldberg was not a good performer, no. and all the professional wrestlers will tell you that. He he was literally told go out there, beat this guy up for two minutes, no longer, and that's it. And he, the fans loved him, so they let him keep doing. I mean, it. he botched a spot so bad he ended Bret Hart's career. Yeah, I mean, almost almost killed Bret Hart in the ring. Then, mm-hmm. when Bret Hart went to him and said, "I don't care what you do, just don't injure me." And the first thing he does is fucking wild out. Go in there just wilding out. Kick him right in the head. Big dude, though. Yeah. But they kept bringing him back over the years. And, I mean, every year there's talk, you know, 
The Rock will be at WrestleMania. Like they they keep bringing back the same dudes from this Attitude Era. Just to those are the guys though. Yeah. If you're if you're dealing with The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Undertaker, even Shawn Michaels, like that's what people want to see. So you're getting away from all this. I mean, Brock Lesnar's their sell right now. Like when Brock Lesnar comes back, he's that guy, and he'll be that guy forever. He'll leave, come back, leave, come back. Because Brock, everyone likes to watch Brock, whether it's on the UFC side, the wrestling side. I mean, I remember a few years ago, you're talking about you bring someone back and then like you want to watch it was when they brought back Sting. Mm-hmm. And I was I was all hyped up about that because that, that was my favorite that was my favorite dude when I was a kid. Yeah. And when he when they brought him back, I was like, like Guess I'm watching yeah. wrestling again, boys. Wrestling's cool. <laughs> <laughs> they they got the stinger. I mean, he could only jump like six inches off the floor at that point. He was like 55 years old. But, you know, it was still, see. I mean, you see your childhood, you know, your childhood favorites in there. You're like, yeah, I'm watching this shit. But then you're so sad. Like, like when Matt Hardy came back, that guy looks rough. And he's trying to make a career out of it still. I mean, drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I mean, catch some, up too. <laughs> some guys got to let it go, man. So the... uh Let's talk about this uh, final four. Because right. by the time we record again, the tournament would be over. It'll be over? Yeah, because they, they play on Saturday, and then the championship game is Monday. Oh, shit. Right? I know the games are Saturday. I didn't realize it was I misquoted? Quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. So you got Duke-UNZ. North mm-hmm. Carolina-Duke. Classic rivalry, final four. You know, gun to your head. Where are you putting the money? For, I'm sorry. I was looking it up. Gun Duke. to your head. Where are you putting the money? Duke, on the, on the, oh. Gun to my head, I'm picking Duke. Gun to my head like my life's on the line. I'm picking Duke, but I have a feeling North Carolina gets it so done. Duke's dude. a four-point favorite, right? Yeah, they're four-point favorites right now. See, I don't have any feeling North Carolina's going to get it done. My feeling right now is Duke wins the tournament. I don't know. I just... I watched the first game, and I know it doesn't... It doesn't matter a hundred percent, but they really kicked the shit out of Duke. And that was that was Coach K's like last going, home game. Last home game. And North Carolina kicked the shit out of him. And if I've learned anything about college basketball this year, it seems like more times than not, the team that won the first time convincingly is is gonna win again. I know that it's it's still Duke. They're the four-point favorites now. It's Coach K's fucking magical run. But at the end of the day, man, North Carolina's had a pretty good run. They've beaten everybody. I know I know they had a... And they pretty much had a, a tune-up game last week. They might be real fresh. I mean, they played St. Peter's, didn't have any issues with them. They, kick, they kicked the shot at Baylor before they let them come back. I mean... So you're putting my, the, my money is on North Carolina. I'm so going to bet on North you Carolina. You got the money on North Carolina. I'm going Duke. I'm taking Duke minus four. Okay. Now, Villanova. So you think they cover the four also? Yeah. Villanova, Kansas. Kansas, four and a half point favorite. Uh, minus 200 on the money line. Uh, after Villanova <laughs> losing their best player, um, I'm on Kansas. Like, I mean... You know, I'm sure Villanova will come out there and play hard for their for their guy mm-hmm. missing the game. But 
I don't know. Can't just after seeing what Kansas did to Miami, dude. Like nah, like. So so I'm looking Kansas Duke championship. Fuck it, I'm going with the dogs, dude. North Carolina Villanova. I I really don't have anything to back it, honestly. So this is not <laughs> this is not betting advice at all because I really don't have anything to back it, and I've been getting murdered the whole time. But so you hear Jeff's been getting murdered. And me and Jeff are on separate games, so you go with me. Yeah, I mean, Wes is doing the classic. Let me pick all the favorites. No, I'm picking not only the favorite. I'm taking the I'm taking the spreads here. I'm telling you, Kansas minus four and a half, Duke minus four. That's well, what we're doing. Well, I'm taking both those games money line dogs. Like I'm almost, I'm almost a hundred percent. They'll cover those lines. The dogs will cover those lines. So you're you're a parlay the money lines together. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I've already did it. I'll show you. <laughs> I think you're lying. <laughs> I'll show you right now, dude. It's like plus 500. I'll show you right now. How many, how many unis did you put on that? 150 bucks. Proof. So you put a, you put 150 on both uh, together. You see it, right? God damn, man. You put like three units on both dogs on a parlay. Hey, dude. I'm going to Vegas in a couple weeks. Jesus. It pays out a thousand if I hit. <laughs> Going to Vegas with no money. Nah. That's just uh that's just some play around money, you know. Got some other shit going on here. I don't know if you guys know anything about Darius Garland. He plays for the, the Cavs. This dude is money. Like every day I've been betting on his uh over. Yeah. Like last night it was twenty three and a half. He get he had like twenty five. Couple days before, it was a twenty-four and a half. He hit like twenty-seven. I mean, it's it's early. It's in the first quarter, but I bet it again today. It was at twenty-four and a half. He's got eight points already. Like, I'm hit- just gonna keep betting until he loses, dude. I might buy his jersey. He keeps winning me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit one last night. They had a boost for Devin Booker, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole to make ten plus threes. I put a little bit on that, and that's today. That was last night, oh, and it hit. Yeah, and I then, saw that one too, and I was like, "Man, that feels like a lot." And then the ringer bet the house for the three guys to make the cut in the Valero Open is uh, that got voided. Apparently, one of them didn't play because I know Finau, uh, Tony Finau's playing. I wasn't sure about the other two. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep monitoring my soccer cheat code. I I think I found last night. So. Soccer started, know nothing about it, no not one player, doesn't matter. So I'm I'm looking at the the lines on the games because they're like halfway through the games, they're all in the second half. And the lines are like it like the teams say one team's up one nothing, a different team's up two to one. If you bet the favorite to win, it's like minus two hundred, minus three hundred. So what I did was I took two teams that were already up since Basically in soccer, you score one goal, the game's over. So I, <laughs> so on the second half, I took two different teams that were winning by a goal, parlayed them together, and just sat on it, and it fucking cashed out. Like it was the one you didn't have to do anything. The one I wanted to bet on the other day in soccer, and I didn't. They had a boost for Team USA to score three plus goals. Yeah, don't bet those. Against, I lost on that one. <laughs> no, they that the one they did, and I think the US won like four one. Oh well. I bet it yesterday, and they lost two nothing, and it was the same boost. It was, it was USA to win, and and total scores more than two and a half. How about USA making it to the World Cup? Yeah, 
And Italy didn't. Yeah. USA. USA. <laughs> USA. So, so we might we might be watching some soccer. Oh yeah, I'll watch soccer. Or World Cup. I'm good with that. I wanted to go to a a Golden Knights game. I was looking at the the week I'm over there. Yeah. I was gonna go because it's approaching NHL playoffs. Now they're in Canada all week. I was like, fuck. I'm not a I'm not a yeah, every, hockey every, guy, but every time I've been up in Vegas, they've never been there when I'm there. Mm-hmm. The I think one time I went to Vegas and they were making that run to the Stanley Cup and Golden Knight shit was everywhere. Really? Didn't they win it? I don't remember. I don't fuck it, was like, it was like their first year too. They got all those they yanked people off teams and stuff. And, and don't quote me on this 100%, but I'm pretty sure there's a hockey guy telling me that when they made that that uh, expansion team, they could just yank a player from like whichever player they wanted. Well, that, that's usually how expansions work. You're allowed to... I mean, that's the whole thing with uh, fantasy where keepers come from. You have an expansion, teams are allowed to select like however many players as keepers. Oh, like you can't take these three guys, yeah. but you could take anybody else. You know, you can't take Wayne Gretzky, but you you can't take Wayne Gretzky or my goalie, but you can take these these dudes. Man, that would that would suck. Because that not that how all expansions have always? Well, I don't worked? remember how the NFL one worked because because they can't just start a team. You can't just make an expansion team and be like, no, you got to draft all your players and pick guys up in free agency. I know there was a process for the NFL, but it felt like that's what they did. With the Texans, like they had the worst squad ever. But I feel like they all had washed I mean, up free. But agents. you would think on a fifty-three man roster, teams were probably allowed to select thirty-five keepers. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can select from these fifteen, but you can't have my twenty-two starters or a backup. The the NFL probably never. Yeah, we'd actually have either. to look into that because that. Yeah. Because I know that's how it works. Like They have to be able to pull players from other teams. Because I remember that being like that in baseball. You'd have a baseball expansion team, and like they can pull players from other teams, but it has to be, you know, you can't, you know, can't go in there and be like, well, hey, I'm taking Mike Trout. I'm taking mm-hmm. this dude. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're, we're building a super team. And that shit would be cool, though. <laughs> Just to see it one time. Yeah. Give me Otani. I mean, it's pretty much the Yankees every year. They don't win it, so I guess maybe it wouldn't work out for them. I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you just went in there and just selected whatever player you want from every MLB franchise, I'm pretty sure you could build a pretty good team. Yeah, you'd probably be okay. Yeah. It'd be fun. I remember the Texans' first, uh, their first game ever, my, my stepdad, shout out Clint, I know he's listening to this, about had a fucking heart attack because... I don't remember if he did it or one of us did it, but he was recording the game on a VHS, which he wouldn't have now anyways. Yeah. And <laughs> he, like, recorded over something, or he, it fucked up. He didn't get the whole game, and he about lost his shit. Like, he went back to watch it, the Cowboys-Texans. And Do you remember on VHS, if you had recorded something and you definitely didn't record over it, you broke the tab? Oh, no. I so the VHS has had a little tab in... If you recorded something you really wanted to keep, you you broke that tab off. That way, like... No one could record over yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and all you could do, like, if you ever... Just, say it was a movie you loved as a kid and you didn't want to record over it, you broke that tab off. But then you grew out of that movie 
you just put a piece of tape over where the tab goes and it would allow you to record over it again. That's fucking ghetto. Yeah. That, but that's how VHS has worked. What's fun, like the funniest thing about recording over VHS tapes is there's probably hundreds and hundreds of people that accidentally recorded over their wedding day yeah. thing. Because <laughs> you always hear those horror stories like, I recorded over it. Yeah. And then, but you would, or the way I remember so many mistakes happening when you'd, you'd like, you'd set the timer on your VCR to record a show because you weren't going to be home. Well, then, and it used to happen with wrestling as a kid. I'm going to record wrestling because I'm not going to be home for it. Well, then wrestling would go over like a couple, like five minutes, and it wouldn't record the end of the fucking show. Mm. Yeah. That that even start that even happened when when it got to DVR and stuff. Yeah. Like it would like wrestling I I think specifically it would always go what 5 minutes over the hour? Yeah, it, it, I remember back then for some reason it would always be like both shows were competing so they would try to stay on longer mm-hmm. than the other one to be like okay, and, flip over to our show cuz their show's over. Like and the coolest shit always happened in the last three minutes of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you missed it because it stopped at 11, but they recorded it to 11.05. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking sucks. And you, you'd just be sitting there like, oh, I'm, like, I'm the douchebag that doesn't know what happened at the last five minutes. And Yeah, and if you recorded, I mean, you learn from those mistakes, and then when you go to record football games and stuff, you record the, the whole three hours plus like an hour or two into the next episode yeah, or you imagine, the next whatever's on imagine TV. recording a football game goes to overtime and it just turns off and you're just <laughs> yeah no yeah no and back then not everything was as readily available like we just right now just grab our phone check the score back then it's like what the fuck happened i gotta yeah. fucking wait till the clicker goes through espn and the pain the pain when you recorded something and someone had recorded over it before you could watch it and like Use, and that was the worst part about VCR because it would just start recording from where you rewound it to. Mm-hmm. So say you're you're watching five minutes of your game or your movie, and all of a sudden it just and and like it's playing something else, and you were just like, I mean, just the the pain and the technology of VHS tapes was the coolest shit back then. <laughs> the guys that made that were some bad motherfuckers. Yeah, and now like everything's on the, just a little tiny. SIM card, like, this is crazy. It's just on digital now. Yeah. Like, you don't even, there's no media no more. It's awesome. You can load it up whenever you want, record it to the cloud, watch it later. From anything, your phone, anywhere. Just, no, oh, I want to watch TV. Here, give me your phone. <laughs> oh, I want to I wanna look at, for any information in the world, man, give me your phone. I mean, look Ooh. how, like, that's how it is now with, like, your kids in the car. I remember when we, like, going on road trips as a kid and you're like looking out the windows playing like I spy and Mm -hmm. stupid ass games and, you know, read a book or, you know, doing a puzzle and a big puzzle book or something. And now it's like you get in the car, your kids are bitching and you just like, you just throw your phone back there. Mm -hmm. You throw your phone behind, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, Parenting's parenting's easy as fuck. (laughs) You got a phone or a tablet, you're good to go. You got a touch screen, you're good. But God forbid if you don't have uh, some internet connection. Oh, yeah. You're in trouble. I remember daughter was young driving through a tunnel. Like, the video's not working. Like, 
Oh God, the world's about to end, yeah. dude. Like, no, I don't think, and it's sad, but I don't, I don't think my kids would survive. Like at first they would be destroyed. It would take them a, a few days of no internet to finally realize that you have to be regular people now. Now you have to beat each other up outside with your bare hands instead of with the tablet. <laughs> you yeah. Gotta go outside. Yeah. Oh, my kids. So one of the kids yesterday, the day before, my wife tells me, hey, uh, I went into the kitchen because I smelled something was burning. And I, I looked in the microwave and nothing was in the microwave. So she asked Paxton, hey, did you guys put something in the microwave? And he was like, no. And I also didn't put anything in the toaster. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, I better check the toaster. And they put a fucking little Tupperware in the toaster and fucking burnt it to pieces. <laughs> My house about burnt down, I guess, while I was at work. You would have had to, just would have had to move down to Douglas. Yeah. Take the insurance money, move down to Douglas. Well, do you think your insurance company would have believed you? I don't care. Like, if the, <laughs> no, I'm saying like, they're investigating it and they're like, probably not. Especially no. because houses are worth so much more now. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I want that hundred dollars and a hundred thousand in equity I have. And they'd be like, no, you did this shit on purpose. Yeah. I yeah. prove it. Yeah. No, I swear my kid put a Tupperware top in yeah. the toaster yeah. and burnt my house down. <laughs> like you're so full of shit. Yeah. yeah. And kids are awesome. Dude. Like they, they don't understand anything. Like this, this, she would have probably, she would have found it at some point, but it would have took her a while to figure out what was going on. But they just tell on themselves. Like, she didn't say anything about a toaster. And he's like, yeah, I also didn't, you know, try to burn down the house with a toaster either. So, like, house is burning down. I mean, obviously, you're getting the kids and maybe the wife out of there. What <laughs> Maybe the wife. But what's what are you taking? Like, you can only get in there for, like, a trip. <sighs> what are you grabbing? I, that's a good question because, honestly, I'm not one of those guys that's real sentimental about, like, actual shit. Like, yeah. Because... But, uh, so, you grabbing the bourbon or you grabbing the computer? Mm, you, you're, you're really trying to set me up make me sound like a real fucking alcoholic, aren't you? <laughs> nah, I mean, I I don't think I'd grab the computer either. I don't think I'd... I don't know, I don't know if I have anything that I'd yeah, be like, but, oh, I but, have to grab No, this. but say you had time to run in there one time. And grab something. What is it? You're making me think, dude. I I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, and what the, is one say, thing that I would grab? Yeah, but let's say, like, you go in, like, the one thing. Like, you can go in there and grab, like, like six bottles of bourbon and run outside. <laughs> nah, or I'm, you can just. I'm not that deep in it. I don't or think you, it's. Or you, you know, you grab the computer. And, I mean, I. I guess if I'm choosing one or the other, I guess it would be the computer. I, I don't know. Like, cause honestly, like, um, you know, I have some cool bottles of bourbon, but they're, they're replaceable. I mean, cause you like, cause I would guess, I would guess if you really thought it out, you're like, well, insurance is going to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. so if you're like in the end, you can say your computer insurance can pay for that shit. You would say, like, pictures and stuff, but we're so digital now, that doesn't even matter. Yeah. I don't know, man. Because, like, do people even have albums anymore? Mm, I I have a couple, but it's just because I use this, uh, 
what, what are they called? I don't remember what it's called, but I pay them three dollars a month, and I send them like a hundred pictures, and they put it in these little yeah, they print them off. But I'm, but but no, I don't think anyone actually print goes to Walmart, prints pictures, puts them in albums anymore. Yeah, that that used to be a thing. Yeah. You'd have a photo album, and that's what people. Oh, I'd go back and get the photo yeah. album. Yeah, but that's over with. Like that's probably people. People our age probably don't have a lot of yeah, those. All those pictures are in the cloud. See, like the photo albums aren't as important anymore because there's another copy of those pictures in your albums anyway, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh man, if those photo albums burn up, I'll just order them again. I mean, you're really making me think, dude, because I really don't have, like, I definitely wouldn't go get the dog. That <laughs> that dude pisses me off. Like, I, I, he pissed me off so bad, like, a couple months ago. His collar was all messed up, and I took his collar off to, like, let him breathe and shit. He hasn't had it on since. And and that doesn't sound like anything, but if you run away, you ain't got no tags on. You, you ain't got, getting You back. got no phone number. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been running, you know. Jeff's leaving the front door open <laughs> and shit. Hey, man, you ain't got a collar on. You want to yeah, go outside, DZ? Yeah, yeah. No problem, dude. I mean, like, as naked as a dog could be, you ain't got nothing on, dude. <laughs> It's my fault if you end up in dog jail. <laughs> I don't know, man. I honestly don't have anything that cool where I'm like, Cause like oh, I have to have this if my house burns down. Like, yeah, because you couldn't even imagine like grabbing a TV or something. No. Like, but, for me, all my shit's on the wall. I'd have to, I'd have to, literally, it'd be like, all right, give me the screwdriver. <laughs> and I'm, my house is burning down and I'm taking this $600 TV off the wall. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I think for me, like, if I came in and grabbed one thing, it'd just be... It'd just be the computer. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... But your computer's also worth, like, a fucking car. You know what I mean? No, but, I mean, that's the thing. Your insurance would pay for it in the end anyway. You wouldn't grab any of these fucking... These, uh... What are, what do you call them? What are they? The, the Funko Pops? Funko Pops? Nah, I mean, like... I don't know. Maybe I throw one, one or two in the computer on the way out. <laughs> you don't have one that's like, oh, you're never getting that one back like, again? Like a super rare one or something? I mean, there probably is at this point. I mean, if I still collect Pokemon cards like when I was little, I'd fucking go and yank those on my way out. Because <laughs> those things are worth money now, dude. Well, and, and I think something like these Funko Pops would be, like, you're probably right. That's something that would be tough to explain to your insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I swear I had this Funko Pop that yeah. was worth a million dollars. They're like, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. I, I think I got my answer. I think I'd go grab a, the guns I have in my house. I think that's what I'd take. Like, I don't know if I would have thought of it on the spot like that because yeah. it just took me 10 minutes. Well, that, and but, now, now that you mentioned that, like, I, you know, I have my, I have my grandfather-in-law's oh, that thing's bad carbine that he carried in World War II. Yeah, that thing's dope. And that might be one I want to go in there and grab. Yeah, something sentimental, something that someone gave you you can't get back, that's what you would want. But... Off the top of my head, I obviously didn't have one. <laughs> like, your first thing was, you got to grab the kids, maybe the wife, leave the dog. <laughs> Hopefully my wife was nice to me that week or whatever, you know. That's funny. You're, you're in there you're in there grabbing your computer and kick her in the head. <laughs> you're out. I mean, let's be honest. If the house burned down, like, chances are it was probably her fault, right? More than likely. Yeah. Love her, but it's probably her fault. Maybe the boys, maybe. 
I mean, it's very possible the boys, if they're yeah. putting Tupperware, you know, Tupperware in the toaster, like a piece of toast. Hey, boys are crazy, dude. I think uh, I think they're going to learn how to swim this summer. About lost one in the hot tub the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I always sound like a great parent on the podcast, but I, I like no, but to it, tell my funny stories. Cause but isn't raising kids is just, I swear for for like five, six years, raising kids is just actively stopping them from committing suicide. <laughs> no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. They just, you're for the first six years, your child just actively tries to commit suicide at all times. Mm-hmm. And everything that, which sounds, Wes is making this sound really fucking dark, but no, I mean, I they, what he's saying, they see a light socket, they put their finger in it. Yeah. They, you know, oh, this butter knife fits perfectly in this thing. Oh, there's a, oh, there's a ledge. Let me go walk off of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we had people coming over this weekend. My wife wanted to get in the pool and shit. So she's got me, like I'm grilling and trying to smoke food and stuff. And one of the boys is out there with me, and he's in the in the hot tub. And the hot tub has like obviously where you sit, and he can stand up, and he's way out of the water. But in the middle. It drops down enough where he can't he can't stand in the middle, you know. He knows that he can't swim, but he can swim with his floaties and shit. But he's not there yet. He's three years old. He's not there to swim on his own yet. So I, he's in there. I'm watching him. I'm cooking. Turn around. Like literally, like the pool freaks me out as far as like having kids. Yeah. So I'm like constantly like, "Hey, buddy, stay away from there. Stay away from there. Whatever. Turn around. Turn around." Well. I'm literally pulling the food off of the grill. Like, I just saw him two seconds ago, dude. Not even kidding. Pulling the food off the grill. I turn around, and he, like, had just came out of the water. Like, like he'd been under there for 30 minutes, dude. Like, <laughs> he comes out of the water. He's like, <sighs> he's crying and shit. And I'm like, what? What's wrong, buddy? And he's, and I'm like, were you under the water? Were you struggling? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, but you swam to the top, right? And he's like, yeah. But he's like crying and shit. So I'm like telling him like, oh, good job, dude. Saved your own life. <laughs> Take him inside. And he's, he's all, he's toughened up by now, whatever. And I tell his mom, yeah, we almost lost one, baby. Like, Good thing we had two. Yeah. We, uh, good thing they looked the same because we almost lost one. And then she's like, well, what happened? And he's pretty much like, yeah, I was swimming. Like he's all tough guy now. Like. Yeah, I was swimming. No big deal. I didn't drown. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, kids are kids are wild, man. It's fun. They're they're starting to really enjoy. Um, the boys are trying to do all the baseball stuff because Addie started softball. So I'm gonna buy them their own little gloves, and we're gonna get in it, dude, because they're loving it. And did you buy the wiffle balls yet? Yeah, they've done all that, but like they want to throw the fucking baseball, and which is awesome. Like I'll give her, I give him Addy's glove, and he's on there trying to get the little ground balls, and but he'll throw them back to me. And uh, I hope Addy don't listen to this. Like they have a better arm than she does, dude. At three, like they chucked that thing. <laughs> so like I'm, I'm already trying to get him prepped, and like I'm on here all the time saying I'm not a big baseball guy. I'm, not, I'm, I'm also not dumb. I know where the money's at, and if I train them boys up right, dude. Posty taught me today. Oh. Posty taught me this today. You know how we always talk about putting our kids in school later, like the Davilas did, so they have an extra, basically an extra year of maturing yeah. and all that shit? I guess they teach that in school now. Posty was telling me they call it redshirting. 
kindergartners. They were talking about kindergartners starting when they're like six. And the term for it was redshirting. And I just thought that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> gonna, all right, I'm going to redshirt the boys in kindergarten. <laughs> you're going to redshirt the boys until they're sitting at home. Yeah. No, that, that's the problem. And that's what I was trying to explain to people. Like, yeah, it sounds good. Like, it sounds like a perfect tactic to get your kids to the league until you're dealing with them at home. Yeah. Like, this shit never ends. Yeah, I mean, it's probably easier for those rich dudes that they just hire someone to take care of their kids. and. Mm-hmm. and well, yeah, I mean, like, who would, I don't understand why someone wouldn't hire a nanny. Yeah. As they see their kid, like, a couple hours a week. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're making a billion dollars a year and you're just like, I don't understand who wouldn't hire a nanny. This, mm-hmm. you know, raising kids is easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the kids could be your best investment. Like, when these kids gets to the league and they're not little dickheads. They they pay like for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> they pay for Fuck me. you, Dad. Yeah. yeah, and his dad probably prepped him and trained him and took him to every little practice, every little training session. Probably paid for all his throwing mechanic stuff. And I would, how's he repay him? I would love to know, like, what actually happened for. I mean, for that to happen, because I mean, let's say like, I mean. You got you made it big, making millions of dollars, and your mom and dad called you like, "Hey man, can you can you help out with the house? You know, with all that money." And you're like, "Yeah, no, you know, I, I like my mom and dad would have to do a hell of a lot for me to turn around and be like, oh, we're done.' Yeah, it'd have to be insane. It would have to be like a they 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 had to do something like they were in control of his money at first and lost it all, mm-hmm. like. Like his first contract is gone because they, they, they went and they were helping him out with his money and they went and invested it in some bullshit. And here he finished five years of his career and they were like, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have to be something huge like that. But even that you like, could, you could see being forgiven. Like it would be more like they stole his money yeah. from him. Can you imagine like you're making 10 mil a year and you're like, Oh, like, I'm going to go hit up the ATM, get some money. You're broke. And like get insufficient funds. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I got fucking 10 mil. Like, yeah, what? I mean, like, that, I'd, I'd love to know the whole story. Because, I mean, there's got, like, I mean, we know Aaron Rodgers a little bit of a weird dude. But, I mean, like, you know, you just don't stop talking to your family for nothing. Yeah, something had to, something had to happen. It had to be crazy. Or he's just a bitch. Or he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I just don't. We'll see. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, and I don't know if that'll ever come out. Yeah, it might not. I don't know. I mean, the the farther that time goes, they always have these documentaries that come out that show shit you never would have thought was going on. You never know. Hey, have you been, uh, you happen to watch that Lakers documentary on HBO yet? Mm-mm. Phenomenal. Really? Yeah. So I thought it was a documentary. I guess it just did say it was documentary. Yeah, it's a show. It's a show about the Lakers in the eighties and the like the rise of their dynasty. Nice. And it's a bit it starts about the, the year they drafted Magic Johnson. And when uh, Jerry Buss bought the team and Jerry West was the coach. Phenomenal show. So how many episodes? I think it's four episodes in now. And is it coming out every week or is it done? Yeah, it's a weekly. Okay. 
they said it's a mini series. So I don't know what that means if that's six or eight, but the dude, you got to watch it. Yeah, it, it it's awesome. It's on HBO. Yeah, great, great, it, it, and it, it feels like a documentary. That's yeah. the thing. It's like it feels like they're doing a documentary, but they're having people act it out, which is a movie. Like, oh, it, so it, okay, so they're actually acting it out like it's like like a real show. No, it is a show. Okay. It's a show. Like, I mean, that's like calling Band of Brothers a documentary. Yeah. And it's just a show. But it is. But they're telling the story. Yeah. The, I mean, it's. I mean, and. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, they're not. And it doesn't seem like they're pulling any punches on it. Like, making anyone look better. Because it's like, I mean, you kind of see like Jerry Buss was a cool dude. But, man, he was a dog, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It, great. What else are you watching right now? Anything? I'm watching the end of uh, Ozarks. I couldn't. I, I couldn't do it. That wasn't. I mean, it's not my favorite show in the world, but I did watch two the first two seasons, and I liked it enough where I I want to keep watching it. Um, I just suck at watching shows because the only time I have to actually sit down and watch them is right before I go to bed, and the second I lay in the bed, I'm out, dude. Like if I'm not actually on my phone. I'm out. I'll turn the TV on last like 10 minutes. So I've had this argument about Ozarks with Weddle mm-hmm. multiple times because I said it sucked. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. I want and they're like, no, no, you got to, you know, you got to get through a season because I'll give, I'll give a show typically three episodes. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got me in the three episodes, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm out. So I've, I sat there and watched like a season and a half of Ozarks. And that shit was trash. The, it's the same episode every time. Which is? They fix a problem, and as soon as the problem fixed, all of a sudden something else is. Yeah, but that's every fucking TV show. No, it, it was terrible. No, that's every TV show. And that, the other one me and him have argued about is Cobra Kai. That, that, I, I didn't watch that That's one. the most garbage thing I've ever seen. I can't defend that one either way because I've, I've never watched it. But a lot of people love that show. Like, you're going to get a lot of pushbacks saying that. Yeah, Cobra Kai is trash. You're going to get a lot of pushbacks It's awful. That. But as far as Ozarks goes, it's... So, not- if, you would, if you've ever seen Cobra Kai and you're listening to this and you want to fight me about it, try to tell me that Cobra Kai isn't the OC with karate in it. <laughs> that's how you describe it? Yeah, that's what it is. It's the OC with karate in it. And you've seen some episodes of the OC, I'm sure. That, what does that mean? <laughs> actually, seen none. Thank yeah. you, West. Bullshit. West. No, it's a, it's it's a teenage drama. One Tree Hill, the OC. Pick a show, <laughs> and put karate in it. That's fucking Cobra Kai. I mean, that doesn't sound as exciting as people make it out to. Yeah, be. it's garbage. I bet you Weto comes on, fired up about this take. Oh yeah. But we can, it'd be better if he was here because we could sit here and argue about these TV choices. You know what show sucked that that I could, I can say, dude, this show is horrible. It was that, like, it was called like Manifest or. Oh, that was awful. I couldn't you do it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was terrible. So the idea was fucking badass yeah. for one. One of the best stories. Yeah. You could, you, if you pitch that to me, I'm like, 
this show is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, so here's... It's the next loss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like, I'm big into, like, the, the sci-fi stuff and the yeah. alternate reality stuff. So, this show, I don't... Was it on Netflix? Yeah, or? well, no, it ran on a network. Okay. And then Netflix picked it up and... So, first episode, what happens is this family is flying. Yeah. They go on vacation or something, and it's like... It's the immediate family. It's like the grandma and grandpa, stuff like that. And the immediate family, it's mom, dad, and then their kids and their twins. These two, it's like a female and a male and their twins. And they're like seven or something. Well, something's going on where they don't have enough seats. And like, for whatever reason, the family splits up and dad and the kid Go on this flight and everyone... First unbelievable problem with it. Yeah, yeah. First thing that doesn't make sense. And then the rest of the people go on the other plane. So the plane that dad and this kid are on, it's like there's all this weather and shit, whatever. It's all fucked up. And they're in the air and then they land. Well, when they land, apparently they they were in some fucking... They went through some loophole or something to stop time or whatever. Some <laughs> random shit. But moral of the story is they land when that plane lands... Everyone's freaking out because that plane's supposedly been missing for five years. Yeah. Everyone thought they were dead and gone. So in that reality where they landed at, their entire family was five years ahead. They thought they were gone. The twin daughter is like 17 now or what? Yeah, whatever it was. Whatever yeah. the five, 10 years, whatever it was. The wife remarried. It was just fucking like it had a cool yeah. idea to it. Yeah. Amazing idea. And I, I like I think I told you before I made it through. It was four ep. I like I you watched, made it farther than I did. I watched four episodes, and I was like, "Dude, this this <laughs> shit is fucking trash." And and there's people that love it. No, there's like, no way. I, I was looking on there. No, there was people that are like, "I can't believe Netflix hasn't like decided to make its own season with this." And I'm like, "Dude, this is fucking garbage. Like, it it it's awful." So the story of that was awesome, but then like the re- like I made it through episode one, I watched episode two, maybe some of three, but all they kept showing was these people that were trapped on this plane. What was it? They had some like weird thing where they could sense shit that no, was there going was voices. on. Voices. They had voices in their head, right? Something like that. Go go to the dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's saying go to the dogs, and then they hear dogs barking. They go over there and they. They saved some guy that was kidnapped or something. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? Oh, it's <laughs> awful. Awful show. And and like I said, like I'll give most shows a couple episodes and see like, okay, is this all right? Like, mm-hmm. like cause I, I think recently I tried to start one on HBO and I think it was halfway through the second episode. I was like, nah, like we're done. Because at that point you've wasted almost two hours. Yeah, and I'm like Like if like if a movie isn't good within the first twenty minutes, you're changing it. So it's you and usually I say give a show three, four episodes because you you know, you gotta get the They're building the story. They build the story up and if you're if you're interested at the fourth episode, okay, you might want to watch this show. The the very recent one that got me, it was the not even recent now it's a couple years ago was it was the first episode probably three minutes into the episode was the boys Mm -hmm. so i start amazon starts promoting the show the boys and i'm like "Eh, looks all right it's about superheroes or something that's something i'm into right like love me some superheroes start watching the boys 
Three minutes into the episode, one of the main characters, he turns out to be in a main character in the show. He's standing there talking to his girlfriend. He's holding her hand in the street. They're talking all lovey-dovey, and she explodes. Yeah. And you see, like, the, the superhuman speed guy ran through her. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this <laughs> show, dude? And, and I was hooked. Yeah. Like, that was a that was a great show because the spinoff from that show that was so good was all these guys like they're Superman. Those there's is bad. portrayed as these yeah. good guys. He's a dickhead. Like when he goes to save the plane and he's like, oh, fuck these motherfuckers. Like I'm letting it crash. And I think uh you know, Disney to their credit has done good with their shows on hooking you in the first couple episodes. Well, honestly, I'd rather the show suck from the start and not watch it than be hooked at the beginning and then it turns out shit. Good. And I'm not saying Disney does that, but no, but nothing what you describe as getting hooked on a show and it turns out to be shit, nothing's worse than Game of Thrones. But that was just the end, right? In the last season? Yeah, but I mean you're talking like six fucking years <laughs> of the show being good. Yeah. And then eight years into the show, it fucking sucked. Yeah. And you're like, what like you're talking about devoting a couple hours, yeah. And you're like, you're like you have eight years watching this show, thinking it's the greatest yeah. thing in the world, in one of the most awful endings, terrible. I don't know, man. It, so this is this is similar, but not not quite the same level. I would I watched The Walking Dead when it first came out, and I loved the first two seasons of that. And it, but that was another one like Ozarks. It's the same episode over yeah, no, and it, over and over. And that's why I stopped watching it. I liked the first the first season. All kinds of shit was going on, and then the second season it started to slow down. And then by season three, I was like, "What the f-? like? They're not even fucking worried about zombies anymore. Yeah. This is just tell, dumb." Like, yeah, okay, tell me if my summary of The Walking Dead's wrong. All right. Slow walking zombies, kill a few of them. Every once in a while, a dude gets killed. We meet humans. We we try to cohabitate with these humans, and they turn out to be bad. Yeah, no, that's that's every fucking every that's, episode. That's every season of The Walking Dead. Yeah. No matter where they are. Yeah, no, I stopped. I think season three. Like I was like, I can't do this shit no more. I think this is- I remember watching. They they were on a farm at one point. And they weren't getting along with the people, and then, and then at one point, I'd seen some episodes at a prison. Yeah, that's about when I stopped. Yeah, and I was. Uh, this is you. You knew exactly where it was going. Like terrible. Yeah, and and to me, like when I'm watching these uh, these mini series or whatever you want to call them, these little series, I don't want it to be fucking ten seasons long, dude. Like end end the story. Yeah. I understand that because that's what ruins them. Like you get this badass story, you get two great seasons, and now they're just money milking it. Yeah, and that's what happened to Lost. Yeah. Like Lost was supposed to be like a two season show and then somehow got ruined and mm-hmm. pushed out to eight seasons. Like I wanna see an ending. I don't want to just keep watching it every and then you got to wait six months or a year till the next one comes out. And you're like, man, this fucking sucks. Well, that's what I was real happy with because you like sci-fi stuff. The Amazon saved me on one of those shows. I was There was a show on Sci-Fi Channel called The Expanse. And I was watching that and really liked it. And it was really popular on Sci-Fi Channel. 
Oh, really? It was like one of their number one rated shows, and they canceled it. No oh, shit. And, and I was like, what? Like, why would you do that? Like, and they canceled it, and then Amazon picked it up and finished it. Nice. But, I mean, just. Oh, dude, that's what we didn't talk about, about Amazon. Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. And we we talked about we this. It. Yeah. I, I just can't believe it happened. Yeah. Those two together are going to be fucking oh, insane. That's going to be the Thursday Night Football is going to have the best commentary group. Yeah. And you of know, all time. And you know Amazon's all in. They're going to make sure it's awesome. Everything's going to be awesome. Yeah, and it. it might be the, like, it, you know, I mean, it might be early to say it, but that might be the best commentary crew of all time. Because Al Michaels is phenomenal. Kirk Herbstreet's phenomenal. And they're both very cool dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen them. They're going to have fun together. I've seen them both interview on McAfee, and you can just tell, like, they're going to vibe and be awesome. Mm-hmm. Because Joe Buck went with Troy Aikman. Like, he signed with ESPN. The only, the only, and it's not a knock on them at all. It's the, it's just those Thursday night games sometimes are trash. Yeah. But. So Monday night games are trash. Yeah, that's true. But those short turnaround games, but I'm super happy about it. I think it's going to be awesome with those two, man. That's cool. I'm like, when I heard that, and you know what? I think. ESPN may have put themselves in a corner though with Aikman and Buck because they they signed the Manning cast for X amount of years. How do you how do you handle that? I don't know. I mean, I how many years did they sign the Manning thing? I don't know, but they but you signed Troy Aikman and Joe Buck for pretty mega deals. And then they're Directly competing with your own product on ESPN two yeah. with the Manning cast, yeah. which was really good. I would have liked to see the Manning cast have less guest. Really, I wanted, I wanted it to be more commentary, more breakdown of the actual game. Yeah, like I, I mean, because they were always just bullshitting about, hey, what'd you do last week? I mean, if it was a, if the Manning cast was a thing, like they're essentially doing commentary and have a guest there with them. While they're doing the commentary, it it would have been that's a good idea. Like, yeah. you know, a guest commentator every week that that's kind of cool. So, Aikman and Buck went from Fox, and now they're on ESPN, and they're gonna do what Monday night? Yeah. So what about? I don't know who's doing Sunday Fox? night now. Yeah, who's doing Sunday? NBC, right? Yeah, but who's who's gonna do it now? Oh, was it when Michaels on there? Michaels and. Collinsworth. Yeah. So I guess it's going to be that douchebag and someone else. <laughs> I mean, it can't get better than Michaels. Like, no, I mean, Mike, Al Michaels and Kirk Kerbstreet. Yeah, uh, that's, that's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> that's crazy that they're so good that I, like, obviously I care about it that they're, like, I would never give a fuck about who's a commentator. I don't care. But no, it, it does matter. No, but that, that's, and not being like a disagree, but are you, isn't there times you would say the Cardinals aren't playing? There's probably times you've watched a game based on who's talking. Yeah, not realizing it. Yeah, because I know I do with the UFC without Joe Rogan. That shit ain't the same. Yeah, and I mean that's like for me it was, uh, I loved Gus Johnson, mm-hmm. and you hear him calling a game, and you're like, I love it when he calls a game. Mm-hmm. I think for me, 
I mean, obviously now it's a little different because I'm talking about how much, how cool these guys are. But for me, what I always noticed was how much I hated a specific guy. Like, Aqib Talib, I can't fucking stand when he's doing Cardinals games. I don't even know who the commentator is. There's a certain commentator you you listen to when you're watching football games, and, and he's like that home run hitter. Those are the best. Yeah, like to. yeah, everything that happens, it's like the greatest play in football. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd be going through games and when you hear him, you're like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll watch this. Well, it's like the Cardinals, uh, Spanish guys, the Spanish commentators. Those guys are like that. They're like the soccer ones, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know what the hell they're saying other than touchdown, Larry Fitzgerald, or some shit like that. But <laughs> they're getting me pumped, dude, because. You know, on, on all the Cardinals pages, they'll post both. They'll post the uh, the Spanish commentary, exciting plays and stuff. And I get what you're saying. Like, just listening to that, they're all... Because f- when you're getting emotional and hyping into mm-hmm. it, it makes it way better. And that's where the the Homer announcers on, for the radio announcers are always fun to listen to mm-hmm. for teams. Like I like the, when they talk shit about their own team. Like, Yeah, but they say the, the Chiefs, they have that... Every time they score, Kansas City. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, that makes it way more fun. That's why you tune into your your home commentators. Yeah. Because they're biased towards your team. Like, oh, that's a bullshit flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, that's unbelievable. But the homer commentators are fun to listen to. Yeah. It's just where, where the, homer, the homer TV commentators suck is during the, uh, especially during the preseason games. Because you'll, you'll be listening to... They don't have like the, 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 these rant, you know, the TV commentators from whatever town these guys are in, they don't even know the players' names on the other team. And it kind of makes it hard to watch when mm-hmm. they're like, something happens and like, uh, you know, number 39, that's, uh, you can tell he's like reading his sheet. Like the good old high school days. Like, like when Douglas High School finally hires us to commentate their games. Yeah. Like when Bishop Sycamore, yeah. that player got hurt and the ESPN guy's like, I don't even have that player on my <laughs> roster. <laughs> that was a great story. I, I can't wait till that's like it's going to be series, for sure. Wasn't there a bunch of celebrities already trying to pay for that? Oh, they yeah, I'm already... sure, dude. Like either Netflix or Amazon's going to put out a badass show about Bishop Sycamore. Hey, any take before this podcast is over on the, the Will Smith bullshit? Because, I mean, I'm honestly like I know I'm the one that brought it up, but I'm kind of sick of all the memes and all the all the shit. Like, at first, I thought it was complete fake. Like, I thought it was fake. Yeah, I don't think it's fake. And then the way that Chris Rock reacted, and then the way that uh, old boy sat down and just started screaming, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, guess this is keep real. my wife's name yeah. out your fucking mouth. <laughs> all the memes are like, it's you know, it's not okay to have her name in his mouth, but. You have his dick in your mouth, then it's no problem, you know? Like, all those memes. <laughs> yeah. and- no, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I'm on Chris Rock's side on that 100%. Like, these dudes are comedians. They're up there supposed to be. And you're telling me, like. It wasn't even bad. It wasn't even like, a bad joke. There's times, like, shit in this world gets so bad that, like, comedians are the out. Mm-hmm. Like. That's your chance to like, hey, let's laugh about something, and and that dude like takes offense to it. Well, the f- I don't know if you saw this, but the funny he parts laughed to me, about it. Yeah, he laughed and then looked over at his wife, and she's giving him like the death glare. Yeah, and he's like, well, 
Well, gotta guess, go, uh, gotta gotta go beat, smack this bitch in the face. Guess I gotta beat this dude's ass. <laughs> and man, the fact like give Chris Rock some credit, dude. Like he didn't he didn't want to press charges on And that him. was like wanna... a there was like follow through on that yeah. slap, dude. It was a good good form. <laughs> so the question that everyone was saying on Twitter was if the rock was up there instead of Chris Rock and says that joke, does Will Smith go up there and slap him? <laughs> and the answer is, fuck, no, he doesn't. Yeah. There's no way. Fucking or Mike Tyson. Say Mike Tyson tells that joke. You think old boy gets up and slaps him? And I've heard the comedian community is really taking yeah. offense to it. Like, hey, man, like, you know, we're up, we're up here to tell jokes in the idea is, like, it's not open to come assault us because yeah. you took offense to a joke. And, dude, I've heard some messed up jokes, and that wasn't one of them. No. Like, it was, I honestly thought it was kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Like, oh, look forward to you and G.I. Jane, yeah. too. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, a reference to her not having hair. Like, I mean, you're telling me that that's what offensive, and then... The shit Ricky Gervais said for like three years yeah. on the Oscars, <laughs> like no one. Yeah. I guess it's different when Ricky Gervais is up there just calling people out for real. Like, well, Will Smith's definitely in the wrong. I don't care what yeah. what time we're in. It's he's wrong, and that that's it, dude. I don't. And it, but that tells you how fucked up he is in the head right now. Because then he goes up and gets that award and just starts crying and apologizing about everything that happened. And it's like it, dude, ain't right. Yeah, I mean, that, his wife ruined him. Yeah, I mean, like, this open relationship they have and stuff. Like, <laughs> dude. Call it what you want, dude. Dude's a little fucked up. There's a lot I could say about that. I'm, I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> I know we got we got kids and wives listening and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> just going to keep, keep it out. <laughs> you're, you're not open for it's <laughs> a lot I could say about it But we'll let it go We covered all the sports news Or the lack thereof this week And some And a lot of a lot of TV and movies <laughs> Kind of fun though Hell yeah Just talk about whatever dude That's how we get it done Thank you guys for joining us You wager we did it Y'all have a great night